news, everyone. I'm back, baby. It's Jake C. Lee. I'm great. Everybody else sucks. Oh, oh no. It's every nightmare I've ever had. Excuse me. It's time to check the link. Pretty crazy, huh? <laughs> but it doesn't matter because none of this has anything to do with the show. You know what? You just made the list. <laughs> oh, wait, you serious? Let me laugh even harder. It's all in sports. Sure, we talk about it all the time. Really? No. Game on, everybody. It's all in sports. Jake Seeley, your host as always. Before we get to today's guest, that's the sidebar, uh, if case you didn't see it. Uh, my dog, Barkley, she had a bone stuck in her throat, and she went in for emergency surgery on Monday night, and I was terrified. <laughs> I sent out a tweet, got a lot of support from you guys, prayer, support, everything. I really appreciate it. Great news is she killed the surgery. Well, that may be not the best terminology to use. She nailed the surgery. The record time was out. They called me at 2 in the morning, picked her up at 3, back home, resting, healing up, uh, not life-threatening in the end, and everything's great. So just want to say thanks again to you guys. A lot of you already reached out, and just another thanks. But Anyway, fantasy football is what we're here to talk about, and we're going to talk fantasy football with one of the titans of the industry. All right, let's get to today's guest. We'll call him the uh, the fantasy expert to the stars. Can I call you that, Mike? Because uh, it seems like you know more than the entire industry combined, I think, out there. It's Michael Fabiano, the Sports Illustrated. If you don't know who he is, you've been living under a rock, I think, right? I mean, I, I guess so. I've been doing this for a long time, so hopefully a few people out there uh, know me, but if you don't, how are you? Uh, yeah. How are things, by the way? It's been too long. We haven't talked since the preseason. Dude, it's been, this season's been nuts, man. It, honestly, like, it's been stressful because, well, I mean, work is not ever stressful. It's always fun. I mean, we talk about fantasy football for a living, but, you know, just like dealing with the pandemic and my son is home all the time and I'm trying to work and he wants to show me science stuff and then I need to help him figure out math and, you know, you got to take the dog for a walk, which, you know, so like life has just been difficult for everybody. I mean, yeah, it, it is what it is. So, but I guess we can't really complain, Jake, that much considering that, you know, we talk about fantasy football for a living. So that, <laughs> I there's I that, that silver lining. I got that once too. I said, you know, I basically 70 hours a week during the football season. I don't sleep much until January. And it's like, but you're living the dream. And I was like, yeah, right. I get what you're saying, but yeah, exactly. You know. The, uh, the six and a half days a week of work, you know, it wears on you. Like, I mean, this is like what, 20 or so years that I've been doing this almost every year, right around Thanksgiving is when I start feeling a little burned out, you know, <laughs> know and then, exactly. you, and then you get the second wind in order to get yourself through the rest of the season. Yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean, which by the way, uh, in case, like I said, people are living under those rocks at Michael underscore Fabiano and tell them where, I mean, you, you graciously are joining me right before you're about to jump on Sirius XM. So tell everybody where to find you, your work, your radio stuff, everything. Yeah. SI.com slash fantasy, SI.com slash Fabiano. Uh, Stardom and Sidham is up there. The original, not the ripoff uh, one that's out there. And <laughs> although Jamie Eisenberg does a great job with the one. At CBS. I will tell him that. That one was not ripped off, but um, there's <laughs> another one out there. Uh, so you can find that on uh, SI.com and SiriusXM Monday through Friday with myself, Bob Harris, Mike Dempsey, 8 p.m. Eastern till 10. And we always have a lot of fun on that show. We do have a bunch of celebrities come on and we have some beat writers, a mix of uh, a mix of folks all talking about fantasy. And I mean, 
we just have fun, man. It's like, it's like a talk show for fantasy football fans. Yeah, yeah, it's a blast uh, being on there and listening to you guys. I can't agree yeah, more. Yeah, we got to so. get you on there, man, again at some point. Yeah, it's hey, you know, I love you. You, you, you three are one of the best trios out there, uh, especially it, man. Bob Harris. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, hey, hey, listen, Bob Harris is a better man than me. I know that he's the hardest working man in the industry. You kidding me? Every time I talk to him, it doesn't matter what time it is. I'm writing. I got writing. updates to do. I'm writing articles. <laughs> I feel I'm like he's yoga. working on that, that magazine like 11 of the 12 months out of the year every time I talk to him. <laughs> I love Bob Harris. Uh, speak, so, like, I don't think anybody expects us to be having this conversation, but we are having it. Drew Brees with, what, 15 broken ribs or whatever he has going on. Well, Jameis well, Winston. I, I don't know how many ribs we all have, but he broke, like, all of them, apparently. Yeah, so, <laughs> so we have Jameis Winston. <laughs> Obviously, we know Jameis Winston's aggressiveness. Do you think – so two things, because it kind of goes hand-in-hand. Hand. One is Michael Thomas has been slow to respond coming back from his injury. He's been two poor games so far. Yeah. So that couples into, do you think Jameis Winston could potentially be better for the offense? And if so, are you buying Michael Thomas? Or do you think this is bad news because Drew Brees just gives this team such a flow? I, I'm not going to go out there and say that Jameis Winston is going to be better – for the saints than drew Brees, Like, I mean, some people <laughs> might want to go there. That's fine. But I'm, I'm, I'm simply not going there. And, and Breeze had been playing really well. I mean, he had burned me three weeks in a row, Jake. I said, eh, I don't like him this week. Two of his top wide receivers are out has a big game following week. Eh, I don't think I like him this week. Three of his top wide receivers are down and he has a big week. And then I'm like, uh, Tampa Bay, they held him <laughs> in check in week one. I don't know. He has another big game. So at that point, I says, you know what? I'm done. I am stardom. Go ahead. And then he gets hurt. So maybe I'm the Drew Brees jinx. I'm not sure. <laughs> but I don't know that I'm going to say that he's going to be uh, – Jameis is going to be better than Drew Brees. I mean, Drew Brees is a Hall of Famer. And Jameis, until we see different, is still a turnover-prone quarterback. At me, right. 30 picks last year. And so time will tell. I mean, Peyton's not even naming him the quarterback one yet. I, I would <laughs> assume he is going to be the guy. But – Maybe are they going to mix in Taysom Hill a little bit more than they would have with Breeze? I mean, I don't know. They use him a lot. So, but Winston's going to be probably the hottest ad off the waiver wire this week because yeah. he's going to be holding the keys to that Ferrari, man, and see how fast he can drive with it. Yeah, it's a one. So let me, just as a sidebar, would you rather have – obviously, this is as long as Drew Breeze is out. You don't have to make a rest of the season flat-out answer. But, mm-hmm. you know, would you rather go with Jameis Winston or play the kind of carousel of matchups like a Matthew Stafford, Ben Roethlisberger's type of – would you rather just shoot for the upside of Winston? No, I'd rather play the matchups. Okay. I That's really certainly would. fair. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, that, that would be me. Quarterback is so deep at this point. I mean, geez, Louise, last week now, – now, in week 10, quarterbacks sucked. Yes. There was a bunch of guys who just absolutely barfed on us, right? I mean, it was brutal, uh, including Breeze, who got hurt. The week before, 18 quarterbacks had 20 or more points, including Joe freaking Flacco. The position <laughs> is so super deep, I could never go in and say, yes, Jameis Winston's my QB1, and I'm going to set it and forget it. Because yep. inevitably the three-pick game is coming, and then you're going to drive yourself nuts. Not to mention, when you're talking about Joe Flacco being 18th that week, one extra touchdown would have jumped them all the way to ninth. Like that's Isn't how that crazy. It's how thin it is, and that's why I tell everybody: if you really have a gut feeling at quarterback, go ahead. I'm not going to argue with you that much. It's, you got that, a gut feeling on Joe Flacco, and he gets 20. <laughs> you, you, should, you should be doing what we do. Yeah, out in Vegas somewhere. All right. So, right. speaking of what we do, we've been watching Caitlin Bellage for a long time. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about you, but that first game I said, you know what? I'm not throwing out years of what I know about Kalen Balaj of just one game. But now it's been two games, Mike. So yeah. two games of Kalen Balaj. Are we thinking, is this this Adam Gase? Get away from Adam Gase and you're good? Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> like, that, I, you, can, you can field like a, a basketball team with NFL players who have gotten away from Gase and suddenly are actually good, right? Like Robbie Anderson, for example, and, you know, Ryan Tannehill and Devontae Parker and a whole bunch of others, Kenyon Drake. Uh, so, but, hell, last week I had, I had Tremaine Pope ranked as the highest Chargers running back. So shows you what I know because I'm just guessing at this point. There's so many backfields that we're just guessing, bro. We don't know. We, the, the coaches don't even know half the time. They'll go yeah. into the game thinking one guy might be the guy who's going to lead the backfield in touches. But the other dude gets hot, and it doesn't matter. That dude's yeah. going to play, like Indianapolis. Who do you start this week? I don't know. Naheem Hines? Okay. Maybe it's going to be Taylor this week. Maybe it won't. Maybe We have no idea. And anybody who thinks they, they know doesn't know, okay? They're just trying to be cool and say, oh, yeah, I know. But you don't know. So with Balage, I mean, it's two weeks in a row. He's got another revenge game against the Jets. Does that count as a revenge game when you get, when you get sent oh, to a no. team, fail the physical <laughs> – and then I, I don't. I, I still say it's a revenge game. What the hell? So, but I mean, two weeks in a row, he's gotten the majority of the snaps, the majority of touches. They obviously are down on Joshua Kelly, which stinks because I've got a bunch of shares of him. I don't yeah. think Austin Eckler's coming back this week. So until Eckler's back, I mean, it looks like Belage is the guy. Let, let me ask you this, Jake: How do you got to feel as a running back? Okay, you're on the 53 man roster. You're feeling pretty good about yourself, and your team signs dude off the practice squad or the street, and he ends up taking your job. That happened with the Chargers and the Seahawks. Like yeah. They drafted DJ Dallas, right? Yeah. Travis Homer, I know he got banged up in the game. But Alex Collins comes off the street and immediately <laughs> ends up being better than DJ Dallas. Go figure. Well, and you had the backup, too, for the Giants. Deion Lewis got beat off the street from Alfred Morris, who was I know. out of football. I know. <laughs> it's crazy, man. I mean, geez, Louise. I, the, the fact that Alfred Morris is still on a roster and getting meaningful touches is crazy to me. <laughs> it's, just, it's meaningful only because our teams are in the most embarrassing division I've ever seen in the history of college Dude, football. I, they should not let any team from the NFC East go to the playoffs. None. <laughs> None. Honestly, why? The team, the winner's going to have six wins, seven wins tops. They all suck. Hey, one of them could win out and win with actually have a positive winning record. <laughs> If they want out. No, it's not going to happen. We stink. I know. The Cowboys know stink. Like. The Eagles stink. We all stink. All of us stink. Uh, just trust me. I, I wanted the Giants to get Trevor Lawrence, or, but they're, they're ruining that. They're, they're actually making it look like they have a shot at this division. It's so annoying. So it is. It before is. I mean, we get the Cowboys, Cowboys stink, and we're, what, like one game out of first place or something? It's, I know. Well, that's because everybody's in it. There's, there's nobody out yeah. of it yet. Uh, I'm gonna, we're going to get to your Cowboys in a second. But the other running back situation, actually, on the Jets, on the Adam Gase. So – not so much your thoughts on LaMichael Piran, but just do you believe Adam Gase at all? Because the report from Adam Gase is he's going to see what he has in Piran if he's the answer for next year. Do you believe him or do you think we're getting more Frank Gore and just stay the hell away from him? <laughs> I'd like to believe it, but Adam Gase is uh, probably the least likable coach in the NFL from a fantasy standpoint or otherwise because he ruins good players. But I, um, I'd love to see it. I mean, I don't know if game script's going to help the running game the rest of the season because they stink. Joe Flacco's going again. Although, you know, the Chargers are a team that, you know, they like to lose games that they should win. So who knows? Maybe the Jets will win this week. I don't know. But I'd like to see it. Am I starting P-Run with any kind of confidence? Hell no. Because Frank Gore looms, man. He looms. 
right? That's what he does. He looms. Well, let me ask you on a scale of one to ten. Old. One mm. to ten, Mike. What are the odds that Adam Gase is just playing the long con and he's actually a genius and he's making it look like he's just he's calling a terrible script. He's potentially like losing every game on purpose. He's going to get Lawrence and all of a sudden this team's going to be amazing. What are the odds on a one to ten that this is Gase being a genius? Zero. Okay. <laughs> Adam Gase has done nothing when Peyton Manning isn't his quarterback. Three and quarters then, of Gase's checks Manning. should go to Peyton Manning. Honestly, maybe all of it. I don't what has he done? What has he done? Nothing. And the Jets are stupid <laughs> for hiring him in the first place. You don't hire the coach that got fired from your main divisional rival. You know why they fired him? Because he sucks. Nice job, Jets. I actually, this is funny, uh, was the Thursday night game as when uh, that, that awful game against Denver was going down. And I said, could you imagine how good Peyton Manning would have been if he didn't have Adam Gase? <laughs> Even better. Well, my guess is that Peyton was not listening to what Adam Gase was saying. Like if Gase, if Gase very true. you know, had a call come in and Peyton didn't like it, Omaha, out. <laughs> We're calling something else, Gase. Oh, right, yeah. Every single time. What was the one that he made famous towards the end? Was it Omaha? It was, was Omaha. Yeah. I, I felt like I felt like there was a second one towards the end that he was. I don't remember. I, I, I remember Omaha. It was like maybe it was nationwide. I don't remember. Omaha <laughs> was basically, hey Adam, I'm not I'm not running the play you called. We're going <laughs> with something else. Yeah, that's I would not doubt that one bit. All right, so speaking of doubts, how about this? Mm. Salvin Ahmed. Now, like Balaj, it's only one game, but at least He's a young undrafted rookie that had some potential, although he's not even on the same team. But he's here now and look good. Everybody else, Jordan Howard's gone. Matt Breida can't get on the field. Is there a chance he's at least an RB2? Number one, Jake, let me correct you. And I've been making the same mistake. Apparently, it's Ahmed. I I thought they were just getting it wrong. Apparently, it's Ahmed. And I like to say Ahmed. So now it's Salvin Ahmed. Okay. And yeah, I like say it, say it, say it. Go ahead. Salvin Ahmed. Ahmed, that, right? It's more fun than Ahmed. Ahmed's boring. Than Ahmed. It's like that, Jeff, that, uh, the the guy with the puppets. Ahmed. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I love it. So, I, if Brita's active this week, I'm guessing he would get to start. But I have no idea. Like honestly, I, I don't know. And Brita, like you said, can't get on the field. So both guys need to be added, and then we'll see what happens against Denver. But. Ahmed oh, is good. We also got it. Like, there's actually two parts to this. It's not huh. even Salvin. It's Savon. It's wait, it's Savon. Like, yeah, Savant? I'm looking right now. It's is it Savant. Really? It's this is from the Palm Beach Post. It's Savon Ahmed. Wait a minute. I gotta write this down. Hold on, Savon. Because <laughs> I'm gonna talk. Wait. So it's Savon. So it, so it sounds like S A V O N. Savon. Yeah. And the enunciation is on the Vaughn. Savon. Oh, I love it. This is awesome, dude. <laughs> Did he just move up your rankings? <laughs> He's an RB1 now. Savon Ahmed. Oh, I can't wait. He's going to be oh. in Fabs 5 on uh, my uh, Sirius XM show, by the way. Uh, little teaser for you. <laughs> just like so and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit the Ahmed hard, man. I love well, it. I'm glad you gave me that. Speaking of RB1s, you gave me a nice little transition there. Your boy, your team, the Dallas Cowboys, Ezekiel Elliott. I I know. And good news, Andy Andy Dalton's coming back. Here's why I want to put this to you. Because of his price in trades, 
is Ezekiel Elliott potentially the best buy low right now? Because worst case scenario, he's David Montgomery. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, David Montgomery. (laughs) Bro, I I mean, I guess you could give it a shot. I I mean, I I just look at the numbers and he's been terrible. I mean, like, and I'm a diehard Cowboys fan. I love the Cowboys, okay? His last four games, 12, 6, 8, 8.9. David Montgomery's better than that. David Montgomery stinks. It's terrible, man. I don't know, dude. Like, I, I, I want – I feel like, Jake, at some point, Tony Pollard's going to take the job over. You got, why, really? why run Zeke? They're going to say that he's got a hamstring injury and he's going to end up on injured reserve. Like, the Cowboys suck. We're not winning anything this year. Why give him 25 touches a week? rest of season for nothing, right? You're paying them to win games, okay? Right. For me, if I'm the Cowboys, you know, and, and you know, so Minnesota's going to boat race us this week, right? Because they're playing really well, uh, lately at least. And then Maybe. let's see, then, then we've got, what else do we got on the schedule? What other teams that could kick our asses here? We've got, so Washington on Thanksgiving Day, they'll beat us. <laughs> then we're in Baltimore, they're going to beat us. Then we're in Cincinnati, and Joe Burrow will absolutely beat us. Then we're at home against the Niners. I don't know who the quarterback's going to be at that point. They'll still beat us. Philadelphia in Week 16, Giants in Week 7. I don't know. Best case, we have four wins. Best case, we have four wins. Best. It's Cowboys stick. So, why, why use him? Like, I would not be surprised if we come fantasy playoff time and Tony Pollard's a starter. Maybe not because Zeke is hurt, actually right. hurt, but quote, unquote, the Cowboys right. are like, eh, eh. Protecting him, yeah. I, yeah, I, could I mean, why? I, like, I could see with all the damn injuries sense. that have been going on in the league this year, holy cow! I mean, just put him on the shelf, man. Get him ready for 2021. Hopefully, we'll be over this freaking pandemic and things will be back to normal, and we'll have Dak back, and maybe you know you'll draft some defensive players, and things will be better because the defense, the division is winnable. It's garbage. You are correct about that. And are you at least gambling on any of your wide receivers? Oh, no, no, no. I like Cooper this week. Minnesota's not good against receivers who are lined out wide at all. I mean, CD's like in the flex conversation. Gallup, I'm, I'm you know, Gallup is a, is a dart throw. Is and then I mean, Dalton Schultz, like, tight end sucks. Tight end's worse than kicker. And we're going to get into that. It's worse than kicker this year. So <laughs> we are, I, I put that question in just for you. That's the yes. last question. So Schultz, <laughs> Schultz, like he's the best add off the waiver wire at tight end this week. Give me, give me somebody better. Maybe Logan Thomas. I don't know. Uh, it's, no, actually, that's exactly the name I was going to bring up. I was going to say, Logan right. Thomas. Maybe that's a, maybe the only one. And, and Schultz in the two games before the bye week, I think he had, I want to say 12 targets or more. I mean, he's had a 15 targets. He's had a bunch. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Dalton's second full start. Well, actually, it would be his first full start. <laughs> I mean, the good thing is that Minnesota's defense is not really that great against the pass. So, I mean, like, you know, maybe, maybe it'll do something. I don't know. But I, I, keep, I, keep trying to, I keep trying to, like, remind myself that he actually used to be decent at one point in his career. He Hell, was like fantasy-wise, he's, he, fantasy he's one got – yeah, he's got two top ten finishes in fantasy. He used to – So, right. Yeah. I'm a, I don't know. We'll see. So, there's a little we'll hope. There's something like you got a little bit of hope. All right. No, I don't so <laughs> so you talked about the playoffs and you actually brought up the pandemic situation. So I want to ask you this because mm-hmm. I asked last week, uh, Mike Clay asked him the same question uh, because Play. yes, because we have the trade deadline coming for a lot of leagues this week, next week at the latest, it seems normally we as in the industry would be like consolidate. You don't need to have 
three RB threes on your bench because it's playoff time. You're going to be starting your best players. Get your best starting lineup possible. Who cares mm-hmm. about your bench? But because mm-hmm. of this, because we're starting to see the uptick in the cases, are you saying, well, no, you know what? This year, I'm not going to consolidate. I'm going to keep the depth all the way through the playoffs. I'll still consolidate to a point. I don't want to leave myself with nothing at, at you know, running back or wide receiver, for example, on the bench. But I, the starting lineup is where you're going to win or lose. So, I mean, uh, I'm still going to go out there and, and try. I, I just made a trade with, uh, with uh, Adam Wainwright, my guy over there in St. Louis, and I traded away James Robinson and Kareem Hunt. And my only other viable running back is, is Nick Chubb. Uh, I've got Gaskin on uh, IR. So I traded him Robinson, who's like a top five back. I traded him Nick, uh, Kareem Hunt, who's, you know, going to be top 15 rest of the season, I would think at worst. And then I, uh, I dealt him Adam Thielen. And I got back Dalvin Cook, Keenan Allen, and Amari Cooper. So, I, I, so, my, so my depth at running back went to hell. But I got Dalvin and Chubb now as my top two guys. And on the bench, I've got Gaskin. I've got Madison in case Cook gets hurt. And and that, as long as I got the guy's handcuff, I'm 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 okay. You know, trading away depth, especially at running back this year. I mean, hell, dude. Like, if you have Josh Jacobs, you better go pick up Devontae Booker. He's looked really right. good. Like, you just don't know, especially it's, this season. So it's so, so yeah, funny. I, how, I was gonna say people still to this day. Like, I, every week I do in the waiver column, and I have a section just for next man up, and it's. Devontae Booker and Brian Hill and Pollard, if he's out there, and Madison, if he's yeah, – and still, dude. how many how many leagues that people don't roster these players? You know, know. When, when David Johnson went down, the fact that Duke Johnson was available in like 80% of leagues was just baffling to me. Yeah, Duke Johnson stunk last week. So, uh, well, hey, I mean, look, whatever. Like, they're it's not all going to be great. I mean, at least not what we got. I mean, right, they all are – I mean, they're not all going to be Geo and Kalen Balaj. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whatever. But, yeah. All we're looking for is Jake's volume right now at running back. It's all we're looking for. I mean, the matchup could suck. I mean, the McKinnon last week, I hated that matchup. The Saints are really good against running backs. I mean, like, you you know, you're expected 18 touches. I mean, he didn't do anything with them. But, I mean, at this point, I, I'm, I'm, I'm weighing risk and uh, or failure and success in terms of my advice on, like, targets and touches. So, if right. I tell you that, I don't know, a wide receiver is a really good play this week and he gets 10 targets, but he only catches four and has 65 yards and he doesn't have a big game. I don't care. He got the targets. It ain't my fault that a quarterback didn't hit him or he didn't catch him. I'm looking at those targets. If I tell you, you know what? Duke Johnson is a good play this week and Duke ends up sucking, but he gets 18 touches. That's all we can do, man. I mean, the opportunities were there, right? It's like with kickers. And I know you love kickers. So (laughs) if I tell you to start a kicker and he gets four field goal opportunities and misses three of them, well, it ain't my fault he missed three of them. He got four opportunities. That's what you're looking for. (laughs) Although, fortunately, they're not coming to me to look for that. One more question. We'll get to those kickers. (laughs) Only for you. Uh, Last one. For looking towards the playoffs and while you're trying to consolidate your team, this is great because Dalvin Cook is a perfect example here is I keep telling people it's freaking Dalvin Cook. I Like, there's certain players I'm not worried about at all. But mm-hmm. even if you're not worried about it all with certain players, does strength of schedule come into your mind for looking at the final couple of weeks and saying, you know what, the Ravens look great. Uh, Minnesota looks terrible. Like, do you try to go down that road, or are you too worried that, you know what, we see so much variance week to week, it could get to week 14, and it's not even the same anyway? I do look. I, 
I don't know that it makes me want to trade for or trade away a player uh, a whole lot more. But like, you know, Cook's schedule sucks down, down the stretch, right? right. Tom Brady's is awesome. So like, for, for example, I don't know, if, if I'm not happy with my QB1 and the guy who's got Brady's got Herbert or, you know, whatever the case may be, I may throw in an offer. For, just look at the schedule. Brady's schedule is crazy good. I mean, Boys. like, what's he got? Minnesota, Atlanta, Detroit. Jake Seeley could throw for a couple of touchdowns <laughs> against some of those defenses. I mean, they're terrible. And then they've got Atlanta in week 17 if you want to go. I mean, like, it, it's, it's, it's a beautiful schedule. So, like, I'll, I'll target Brady, but I'm not trading away Dalvin Cook. I guarantee you that Wayno, in part, traded me Cook because he was looking at the schedule in the playoffs. And, of course, you know, he didn't do Jack against Chicago last night. And he's got Chicago, I believe, uh, in like week 15 or something like that. So, I mean, it's not great. The schedule is not great, but I mean, it's Dalvin Cook. So, I mean, if, he, if he's a superstar, if he's elite, you do it against who's in front of you. Right. hundred percent. All right. So last one, and this is how I'm phrasing the question for you. And mm-hmm. I only threw it in here because it's you. So I let you know, you're the only person ever on the podcast that <laughs> even got to it. mention the word kicker. Love so it. Love it. Is, is tight end this year worse than the kicker position? Yep. It is. It is. <laughs> let, let's throw Kelsey out. Cause Kelsey's awesome. Okay. Uh, Kittle George, was awesome. George Kittle, well, he's, he, he doesn't play football right now. So, I mean, he right. can't help you, all right? Right. So, you're looking at Darren Waller's average in 13 a game, right? Fourth is Hawkinson's at 11. Janu is at 11 and change, okay? And he hadn't been good lately. I mean, he got lucky with a rushing touchdown last week. Mark Andrews is averaging just fewer than 11, and he's been bad. Noah Fant's averaging 10, 10 and change, and he's been inconsistent. Hey, Nurse has been better lately. The tight end right now, uh, Robert Tunyon at this point, is, is he's averaging 10 points a game, and he's like, he's terrible. Like he had that one game, and that was it. He had that big 33-point game. And by the way, I started him. I beat Mike Ines from Allison Chains. I got lucky as hell. That's the only game he's had. I mean, he hadn't really had anything else. Now, let's look at the kickers. God dang it, I love these kickers. Look at this. Now, by the way, I don't know, and I've screwed his name up so many times because, like, I look at I look at a name and I and I say it like it is is spelled. Where do you get Young Way from H O E? It's Young Way Koo. I used to call him Young Ho Koo, and I'm like, ooh, that doesn't sound good. But and uh, wait, it's Young Way Koo, Young Way Koo. Okay, jump. How the hell do you get Way from H O E? But whatever. He's averaging almost 11 a game, right? Daniel Carlson's averaging almost 11 a game. Sanders is averaging almost 11 a game. Tyler Bass has had 14 plus in three of the last four games, including a game with 18 and a game with 20, right? Tyler Bass has been more reliable than Lamar Jackson for crying out loud. Right. I mean, like Jake, Lamar hasn't been that good this year. Right. I mean, you know, the last game was, was, was fine and all, but honestly, like at the end of the season, Based on what you need to do at tight end, if you don't have a good tight end, you're playing the matchups. I just said you're hoping. Oh, Eric Ebron this week. Oh, Logan Thomas this week. Oh, Dalton Schultz, I'm hoping. You know what? Young way, I'm playing every week. Butker, I'm playing every week. Carlson, Sanders, Lutz, Bass. Like, these guys are putting up numbers, man. So, at the end of the year, I'm going to have a little bit of fun. Because right now, we're just doing it based on, you know, points per game. I want to see. I want to see where these guys are, man. Like, uh, these guys – Kickers matter. And I know you hate kickers. No. I know you hate kickers, but they're a part of the damn game. 
And nope. when I'm getting 18 <laughs> from Tyler Bass and you don't care, so you're just going to play whoever and get nothing from him, I'm going to beat you at that position. And, and it, Rodrigo Blankenship was awesome earlier on in the season. I, I just, yes. you know, see, it, hold on, hold on. Go ahead, I, I, go ahead, I, I, go let ahead. You, let you to go off about your kickers here, and go this ahead. is why. Yeah. You're actually, everything you said is why it's my argument of why kickers suck and why they should be banned because where is Butker? He's not even inside the top 10. Where is Justin Tucker? Not inside the top 10. Where is McManus? Not inside the top 10. I know enough about kickers that I know who was drafted where because I was in some <laughs> stupid leagues like Jamie Eisenberg still having kickers and actually our friend Bob Harris still having kickers. The fact that suck up Carlson, Bass, Sanders, Koo, or who, whatever, and Blankenship. Ah, see, you got it too, right? Young so, way. Blankenship, which people were telling me they didn't even want to drop a few weeks ago. All these guys weren't even drafted at the beginning of the season. And they're right there. That's my point. It proves my point is that it's unpredictable and it means nothing. because Jay, it Fantasy be football is unpredictable. Week. Justin Herbert's a better fantasy quarterback than Lamar Jackson. Did you have that one? In the no, preseason? but you, you, you pull no. out one example. <laughs> no, what do you mean one example? I'm going to give you more? I could give you a whole bunch more, dude. I mean, like, we're talking about, wait. Savan Ahmed, like, I mean, like as the best running back in Miami, did you predict that Miles Gaskins was going to be a workhorse back in the non-existent? Pre- no, none of us did, no, man. But at the same time, like, it's I just, all unpredictable, all of, Jake. It's, it's all of the kickers. Hold on, hold on. And to go back it's to your Blankenship thing. It's not all the kickers. Yes, it is. Because you go back to Blankenship and in week five was when nobody wanted to drop him. And everybody's like, he can't. He's too good. Seven, three, and four the next three games. He just, it didn't matter. He was double digit every single game before that. And all of a sudden it doesn't matter. Here's my okay. biggest argument. Okay, Mike. okay. Here, 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 so here, here, here. I'll give you. So I'll give you an example. Everyone was down on DJ Moore. He had sucked for three straight weeks. Last week he goes off. You love him again? Like, well, no, DJ- because I, you're asking the wrong person about DJ Moore. I'm anti DJ Moore. In DJ Moore? Okay. I, I am anti. I, I was. I got yelled at in the preseason. I will tell you. Way, I will say way this. Too low. They're just like any other position. Every single year it happens, Jake. There are dudes that are going to emerge. Okay, out of nowhere. Kickers, okay, right I running backs, wide receivers, point. tight ends, whatever it is, Justin Herbert, it's, whatever it is. Here it is, Mike. It's it's unpredictable week to week, first of all. And the biggest thing here is this is this is what I always say. This is the kicker for the kicker, Mike, is the fact that you're relying on the offense to fail to have value. That's absurd to me. <laughs> well, I mean, but you also get to look at the statistical trend of defenses that bend but don't break. And give up a lot of points like the Vikings give up a ton of points to kickers this year. So like Greg Zerline, boom, this week, get him in there. But like, a, all right, unpredictable. Who's going to have the most points for the Colts uh, backfield this week, Jake? The backfield? Oh, yeah. Naeem Hines. We talked about that. Okay. Well, maybe. Do we, do we know for sure? <laughs> I mean, who's going to get the most touches in the Miami backfield, the Brita plays. I mean, we think it's going to be Ahmed, but we don't know. We think it's going to be Brita. I, 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 would you be shocked if Joshua Kelly led the Chargers and carries this week? No. No, no, no. We, because we it's know. Freaking, we what about know, Tampa Bay? What about we Tampa know Bay? fantasy is one-third luck. I'm not going to deny that. But what My I'm saying po- is that it's all unpredictable. Like, it's, unless you got Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey, like, it's so unpredictable. That's the only thing that's predictable about the NFL is that it's always mm. going to be unpredictable. So, the off-season article I did on kickers is that even when people quote the predictability, it's still the, the, the actual metrics people use to predict kickers are only one-third of the time right. So it's actually wrong more of the time than it is right. <laughs> that's, the, that's my issue. So, so some people would say that about fantasy football analysts just across the board. <laughs> well, what, are you trying to get us fired as we get out of here? <laughs> no, I'm just having fun. I'm just having fun, you two, man. You know I love you. 
Uh, but I'm a fun. traditionalist. I'm a traditionalist, and I just like to have the kickers in there because, uh, well, I, I've got some friends who are former NFL kickers, and you know, I gotta, I gotta show them a little bit of love. So, it, hey. it, whatever you do, if you have kickers, you don't have kickers. Whatever it is, I mean, it's all, it's all personal preference. But I, I, like, I have seen some very big performances from kickers this year. It's been fun. That is fair. Yeah, I was only like five or six years old, but one of the biggest Super Bowl. Giants wins happens to be because of a bad kicker. So this, I got the good side of that. That's before, right. Wait, do you remember who that is? Uh, the wide left. Uh, what the hell is his Scott name? Scott Norwood. Thank you. Thank you. I was trying to think of it. I legitimately couldn't think of it. Anybody, t- anybody t- ask me about a kicker, I just say Vanderjack. But <laughs> you said speaking I, uh, of Vanderjack. fun. Oh, you want a funny, funny story real quick before I got to run? Yeah, because I was actually going to say you were about to have some more. Yeah, fun I got, yeah, I got to run. Ahead. Bob Harris is going to start bitching at me in a second. Um, <laughs> I, I, I had a draft. With all the celebrity folks at CBS one year, young, long, long time ago when I was there, Dan Marino took Mike Vanderjack in the fourth round. Really? Fourth round. <laughs> yep. See? But even you're laughing at that. <laughs> well, because you don't take a kicker that early, but I mean, like, Dan knew the importance of kickers. Sure he did. Sure he did. Our Actually, stupid kicker. Is that what oh, hold on. Our stupid hold kicker? on. Flip side, Tony Romo, two weeks ago, I was watching the game and called the kicker by the wrong name. And then when he was corrected, he said, ah, it doesn't matter anyway. They're all the same. Your own They're boy, Tony They're not all the same. Romo. Some of them are. Because you, you do have, like, the Kai Forbaths and, like, Cairo Santos is of the world who ends up on, like, three right. teams. It was actually years, it was the, you know? it was the Giants-Cowboys game. He called your, he called your kicker, Graham Gano. Zerline? He called him Grant Gano. <laughs> Greg the leg? So you wanted in every Lake. single league, and he's not even at the top of the fantasy league. Well, well, you know, Jake, the last two games have been really good. Oh, yeah. Those he's been really good. Tell the last everybody where to go listen to you having more fun talking about kickers for 30 All minutes. right. So uh, SI.com slash fantasy, start and sit player rankings. I'm doing a bunch of video stuff, start and sit him stuff uh, with Caitlin O'Toole and Bill Enright. And Corey Parson and I do the SI podcast. That will be Mondays and Thursdays. Jim Mora is going to be joining us as well. Not the nice. playoffs guy, his kid. Uh, and then, of course, Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, uh, Sirius 210 XM 87, uh, 8 to 10 Eastern, Monday through Friday. Me, Robert Harris Esquire, and Mike Dempsey will be talking fantasy football, interviewing celebrities, and spewing a bunch of nonsense like we just did about kickers for the last five minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I brought you into my world, Sealy. I brought you into my world. You, you should know how much I appreciate and like Michael Fabiano for the fact that there was actual kicker talk on my podcast. It has never Love happened it. before. It will never happen again. So make sure you go listen to Mike. Check him out. Sergio Castillo this week. <laughs> Is that a real person? <laughs> anyway, I'll be back next week. Enjoy- I'm off next week because of Thanksgiving. There's too much going on. So enjoy what? your Thanksgiving. Yeah, right. Look, Mike, you get a two-week podcast episode to hang out there. You gave us evergreen kicker talk. So there you go. Love it, man. See, that's <laughs> make, right. Make sure you follow Fabs, right. and, uh, and I'll be back. Thank you, everybody.